Welcome back to the Duchess and the Baron. I am the Baron. And I'm the Duchess. Uh, we are on uh, episode 24. Um, so, how many months is that? Five, six months? We Five, six long. months. Yeah, almost half a year. Which is incredible. We've actually committed to something this long. <laughs> yes, we have. Uh, if this is your first time listening, we are a married couple. We do this usually as uh, part of our date night. Spend some time to, together. Um, the Duchess is a big... A royal family, British royal family fan, and I am a Brit. So that's the background. Um, we are also on Substack where sometimes we post some blogs, um, which is, um, what's the word, the address for it? Oh, dutchandbaron.substack.com. Okay, um, but we're most uh, commonly found on our Instagram channel, which is Dutch and Baron, which is D-U-C-H and the at Baron. <laughs> And Baron. Yes. And Baron, which is spelled B-A-R-O-N. Um, and we are uh, in talks to develop a website that might uh, expand uh, media plans. So look out oh. for, for news and that in the, the coming future. Um, all right. So we have um, a really good episode uh, coming up. The last week, uh, there was a Troop in of the Colour, Order of the Garter, um, and Royal Ascot started today. And Royal Ascot started uh, today. We're recording this on a Tuesday night, so this will probably, mm-hmm. the majority of you will um, hear this on, on a Wednesday or later. Um, so a, a lot of these these pieces uh, in the main topic section, um, just give you a bit of context to what they are. A lot of them I didn't really understand, uh, and I had questions about the, the attire, why they have so many medals, like little kind of fancy stuff attached to them. We're going to get to the bottom of that and give you a real kind of rundown on, on what do these things mean and uh, where does the, where does the history come from it. Um, but as always, we are going to start with a royal day in history, um, move swiftly on to uh, the royals out and about, and then we'll get to our main topic. Um, so Duchess, would you like to talk about a royal day in history? Yes. So it does have to do with one of our main topics, Royal Ascot. So on June 20th, that's when we're recording this but on june 20th 2017 it was day one of royal ascot with her late majesty the queen um so i thought it was appropriate since this was our topic of the week what is that six years ago um on the day it was another day one of royal ascot um but this one in in particular so there was a moment of silence I believe for a minute that was held before the start of racing following the recent terror attacks in grenfell tower fire um, and the Ascot Race Course said it would also make a £100,000 donation to charities helping those who had been affected. So we've talked about this previously, especially um, the involvement that Prince William had with some of the survivors and as well as Queen Elizabeth visited as well. So, so yes, so had a moment of silence there in 2017 at the Royal Ascot. And then it was personally one of my favorite. There was a lot of, I think, good royal fashion at this one. Um, So in particular, Kate wore a customized floral lace dress, and it was in white by Alexander McQueen. She also wore Bahrain pearl drop earrings on loan from Her Majesty the Queen. So I'm showing the bear in the photo now because I know he will not know what I'm talking about. These are all new words to me. She looks very... um, (laughs) Pure. Like like a royal ascot, like appropriate, right? She has her hat or fascinator. I don't know what I don't know what technically a fascinator is. I probably shouldn't say that on air, but um, it goes uh, on the. It's a certain part of a car's engine, no. and then is used to attach. 
But she has quite a big, I mean, I could see that being a fascinator. I don't, I, I don't think it would be considered a hat, but it it's, could be. It's the, I think the differences between a hat and a fascinator is when somebody sees it and goes, well, that's fascinating, and it uh, no longer becomes well, a hat. Well, would you say this is fascinating? I think this is a fascinator, looking at more photos. I think it's fascinating, so yes, I would say okay. it's a fascinator. Yes, and this was the year where we have that, like, epic moment between Sophie and Kate where Sophie looks like she's surprising Kate in the carriage and their facial expressions are just priceless. Um, they seem to have a really good friendship and relationship. I think, is this one where they took a, a few shots on the carriage? Over? Maybe, maybe. Two Jaeger bombs. <laughs> and then um, the queen. So the queen is there with Prince Philip and she's wearing like a like a lime green dress and that is a hat i know what she has is not a fascinating. <laughs> yeah, it's not that fascinating it's a hat definitely yeah um, i would say that's uh very much a lime um pea mushy pea green mm. lovely gotta be careful she doesn't camouflage with a race course oh yes um but yeah so that's a royal day in history and it ties into uh that today is Day one of Royal Ascot, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, so next, we will have our royal events, or the royals out and about. So we are going to start off with one duo that we were very excited to see last week. Uh, I believe it was Tuesday, June 13th, so a week from today. Uh, we saw the Prince of Wales and the Duchess of Edinburgh out on an event together, and I feel like that is very rare. So everyone was really excited. At least we were really excited. You were really excited. Yeah. And um, and he introduced her as his, like, Aunt Sophie. So that was really just, like, a nice touch. You know, it's just warm. It, it kind of reminds you that they are also like a family. A family. Um, but, yeah, so William and his wildlife protection charity, United for Wildlife, hosted a screening of Rhino Man. And this was at the Battersea Power Station. Um, and it was a documentary honoring the life and legacy of wildlife ranger Anton Mzimba. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but he was actually murdered by wildlife traffickers in July 2022. And William actually spoken to him before his death about his work at um, a reserve in South Africa. So I think this was something that was near and dear to the prince's heart um, and, and really a tragedy. So... But Sophie, so he also invited Sophie along and she came because wildlife protection and conservation is close to her heart as well. So that was just really nice for them to come together, bring awareness to this, and especially something that's, you know, bring awareness for something that people go through within this line of work. Um, yeah. Yeah, really putting their life on the line for to protect uh, Africa's wildlife. And I think obviously... The fact that he knew this man um, is makes it that much more uh, mm-hmm. um, pertinent to him. Um, so, you know, Battersea Power Station. Battersea is uh, near Chelsea. Um, we, mm-hmm. we did the Maiden Windsor's episode, and uh, a lot of the scenes um, are taken at Battersea Park. And Battersea Power Station's a very um, big building, but quite, a, I wouldn't say the prettiest, but it's a very prominent uh, piece of construction or architecture on, on the London skyline. Mm-hmm. But um, the other piece why you have this kind of wildlife 
production uh, of film being shown here is they used to have battered sea, um, I think it was like shelter or dog shelter. Mm-hmm. And there's a TV show in the UK that used to um, have dogs and, and, and cats and, and stuff. So th- there is a, a connection between the wildlife and Battersea Park. It wasn't that it's just a mm-hmm. random, it's not like you're having a uh, a film showing at the the Free Mile. Was yeah. it Free Mile or um, Power Plant? You know, the nuclear that. power plant in Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. It's, it's not just trying, oh, we'll just have it up this Yeah. Planet. So anyway. Yeah, I mean, I think the Royals and when they do work with charities or organizations, I think everything is very intentional. There's no coincidence, as they say. Mm. So, um, yeah. And then so next we're going to move on to Kate. So on Thursday, June 15th, we saw her out in, I'm going to say this wrong, probably Nuneaton. 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 Um, So she spent Thursday morning there. She spoke with health professionals and families about the support they're receiving in those first key months after a baby is born. So specifically, the health visitors that Kate met with are taking part on a field study backed by her Royal Foundation Center for Early Childhood. So as we know, you know, her Shaping Us campaign um, and just her focus on early childhood. They've they've been able to um, raise money, not raise money, but put money towards like a field study. So basically what this study is, they've provided 50, a 50000 pound grant for the study and this evaluates the use of the alarm distress baby scale adbb that supports parent infant relationships and early childhood development it is used to assess how babies are interacting with the world around them focusing on behaviors like eye contact facial expressions vocalization and activity levels and the device can help health practitioners and families to better understand the ways babies express their feelings um so yeah so something that that's coming to fruition from one of her campaigns, which is really good to see. Yeah, it's another uh, aspect, another tangible piece, right? I think that's mm-hmm. with a lot of these. Uh, it's not just t- talking the talk. Yeah, you're going to have data, you're going to have some metrics to show, uh, and you know I love data and numbers. So, <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I think a lot of the um, interests that the royal family has, things like this actually are really good to talk about. Yeah, and then it was really sweet. There was a moment that she was in a circle of young, well, yeah, young moms with their young babies, and there was one where the mom right next to her was burping the baby, and the baby gave gave a big burp, and she was like, oh, good you, and, you know, she just was able to connect with that mom because the mom, I think, said later on she was just scared that the baby was going to puke on the princess, and she didn't want that, so, but... At the end of the day, she's a mom, so she understands what they're going through, and, and I don't think it bothers her, right? Yeah, uh, uh, part of me would have been interested to see that, just yeah, to see the yeah, reaction. Yeah, see how, how she would have been. That would have been a true Was there test, right? set of clothes available? Had they planned that? Right. I'm Not sure. planned it, but prepared for it. Yeah. Um, and then from a fashion perspective, Kate wore a Safine, I think I'm saying that right, green leopard print dress, Jimmy Choo white heels, and she had a mulberry bag. And I know the Baird and I often wonder if there's anything at in any of her bags that he, she ever has. But she always has one, usually. A clutch or a purse or yeah. something. The Werther's Originals, toffees and mm-hmm. candies. There was one engagement, though, she, she did have where she, I think they were going into the train station to get on the train. And she did have quite a big 
purse that she was actually carrying and there looked like there were snacks and a lot of things. But I think the photos from that, I don't know if it was staged or whatnot because usually I feel like they're a lot more prim and proper. Mm-hmm. But um, so that time she didn't have stuff in her in her bag. Um, so next we're going to talk about, so uh, the king and Anne, King Charles and Princess Anne had a joint engagement as well. So look at this, the week of just joint engagements that aren't, you know, married couples. Rivalry week. I wouldn't really say that. No, I know. It's, it's just a sports edition of two powerhouses getting together. And I guess so. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so they had a joint engagement on Thursday, June 15th. Um, and basically, so they presented the new sovereign standard to the Blues and Royals. So the Royal Horse Guards and First Dragoons. This is an event that only takes place every decade and will be a unique occasion for the princess and king to work together in their military roles. Princess Anne is the colonel of the regiment and King Charles III is the regiment's colonel in chief. So the king took over this role, role last year when Queen Elizabeth II died. So this means that this will be the first time in decades that the sovereign standard has been presented to the Blues and Royals by someone other than the late queen. So that was really nice to see those two together. Um, I don't have it. Well, here's one photo. This article only has one photo, but there's a lot more. But uh, just the way she obviously supports her brother and always there for him. And as we all know, one of the hardest working royals. I mean, King Charles. Me. I mean, King Charles does a lot, obviously, as well. But um, she's always doing something. Yeah, and and I was going to talk about this a little bit later, but she is um, the only. Uh, well, correct me if I'm wrong here, but when I read up on this at the time, so it was around about six years ago, she was the only uh, female royal member that actually wears military uniform. Mm-hmm. Females within the royal family um, can. Mm-hmm. wear military uniforms um but often they they don't cho- choose to and mm-hmm. it's Anne is the only one that um sports them yeah i mean she she makes them look good has has kate since she's kind of taken a few more roles on um, i don't think I so haven't she haven't seen her i mean she definitely sports you know the color and a m- military inspired outfit um i can't 100% say because i think my she royal watching serve. is pretty is pretty recent um but did did answer um, i'm not sure but, uh, why don't i have a look at that while you talk about what's yeah. coming on where, where is your laptop for the searchings <laughs> um, uh, i have it on myself okay right? next we have so the the clinging uh, not the king queen sorry uh queen camilla and sophie so they both had um they were both appointed and invested last week as well so Queen Camilla has been appointed the most ancient and most noble order of the thistle. And I think this is something. Ancient. Yes. She's the most ancient and most noble order of the thistle. It's like a, way it's like to call a title. It. It's like saying you're really old. No, I think that's saying it about the order of the thistle, not about Queen Camilla. Mm. Um, but yes, yeah, so this happened before Order of the Garter. Um, and I think this is something we're going to talk about a little bit later as well. And then the Duchess of Edinburgh, Sophie, has been invested as a Dame Grand Cross of the Order of St. John. So I believe she was appointed this by Queen Elizabeth, but she was officially invested this last week. 
So, so exciting so, stuff there. And did not serve. Okay. She just enjoys the, the style and it's she always represents the Navy. Oh, okay. Because of honorary titles, which we'll talk about a little bit more as well. But Is she the, the colonel there or anything? Does she have any Yeah, we'll, 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 we'll talk about that later, won't we? Yes, we shall. Okay, and then we have two more events that we're going to be talking about. Um, and then our main topic is kind of going over the major events of the week. So we'll, we'll get onto those later. But today, so it's Tuesday, June 20th, um, and William had an engagement. So he visited, and the Baron will like this because he likes sports, right? That's correct. You know me so well. <laughs> yes. Um, so he did visit England's England women's squad, nicknamed the Lionesses, as they prepared for the FIFA World Cup taking place in Australia and New Zealand. Um, so he visited the training camp at St. George's Park in the English Midlands to wish them luck before the big tournament kicks off in exactly one month. Um, as we know, he's president of the... He's president of the game's governing body in England, the Football Association, and he also had a surprise in store for head coach Serena Wiegman. Is that how you say it? Um, Wiegman. Oh, Wiegman. She's Dutch. Oh. Okay, so he presented her honorary commander of the most excellent order of the British Empire Medal. Um, and then the coach received That's the... cool. Yeah. Do you know and why? it was a surprise because she's... The coach, and they've done really well, as I understand. So she uh, led the Lionesses to um, the European Championships. Okay. Um, I think it would have been, was it last summer or maybe September-ish? But yeah, so she led them to to that. Oh. So she's successful. And yeah. and yeah, with the World Cup, they're probably up there as, as one of the favourites um, with the U.S. women's national team. Okay. Gotcha. Um, but uh, so, a little bit of a knowledge check for you here. So the I don't know anything about soccer. No, this this is <laughs> going to be more just for fun. Um, so England's women's national team is known as the Lionesses, which I think is a very mm-hmm. cool name. Uh, England men's team are the three lions. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the the women's colloquial name for the U.S. soccer team? I didn't know this, by the way. I didn't know it. I had to research it, and I didn't know it was this. The Eagles. You, you think it was something, like, animal-related, or... Is it not? It's nothing animal-related. It's really surprised me. It's the Gals. Oh. I mean, that's a bit anticlimactic. It is, isn't it? Like you're like, <laughs> here comes the Gals. The most successful women's soccer team is known as... The gals. Huh. Sounds more like they're going out on a Friday night. I know. On the Prosecco. Yeah. I think they could improve that. We should write them a letter. Yeah. Um, and then and the Australians are known as uh, the Matildas, hmm. um, based off the um, song. Hit movie? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, but no, it's not a Royal Dahl classic. Um, it's, uh, it comes off the folks on uh, Waltzing Matilda. Okay. Which is a better thing than the gals. <laughs> the gals. Well, I mean, there must be something with the name if, if they're that good. Right? Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. Um, so the last out and about that we're going to talk about before our main topic is the Sussexes. 
I'm waiting for the music. So, so, so scandalous. Sorry. Yes. Slacking over here. We need Lady C's lover back to be putting on the tunes. Um, so, yeah. So, obviously, we know the media and the press is going to put, like, the biggest, catchiest headlines that they can sell, right? So, I, I think the narrative this week was that they had a really bad week last week. Um, so, the first... They weren't inviting, invited to Trooping the Color. So it was King Charles first Trooping the Color as Sovereign. And Trooping the Color is basically a birthday celebration for the Sovereign, right? Um, even though that's not when their actual birthday is, it's like their birthday celebration. So, of course, articles were coming out that they weren't invited to um, the event. Whether or not they were, I don't know. I wouldn't expect them to be there anyways. No, well they're, um, not, they're not uh, working royals, are they? So Yes, so that was a big deal. Um, another, So another one was, um, well, the, this actually, I forgot to mention another thing that happened, which doesn't really concern the Sussexes, but I'll... I'll I'll make it kind of go into the story, but Father's Day was Sunday, and the royal family released photos of Prince Philip and um, King Charles, and King Charles with Harry and William, and I believe Queen Camilla and her father. But anyways, people are saying it was an olive branch that King Charles was giving out to Harry because he was included in the picture. But obviously, he'd include him in the picture. It's his son, so I think that's a bit of a stretch. But the news that I did want to talk about, um, or briefly mentioned, was William did have a new photo with George, Charlotte, and Louis released um, the day before Father's Day, which people thought was, uh, was some people thought it was distasteful because it took away from the Kings trooping the color. Because I think the next day it was like on the front, the front of the newspapers, right, instead of the King. Mm. But, I mean... It's just... But then again, I'll always come back to numbers and what do people want to see? Do they want to see the generation wants to see future heirs and Mm -hmm. uh, the future heirs together as a family in a more relatable piece or something that's more traditional um, that doesn't necessarily relate too much? Um, I definitely would prefer to see the family picture. Yeah, and I think even if they hadn't released that photo... They they probably still could have gotten front page from Trooping the Color, right? It probably would have been Louis or something making one of his faces because he was pretty, it was pretty entertaining per usual. Um, so who says they wouldn't have already gotten the uh, the spotlight anyways? Yeah. Um, yeah, because I know there's kind of been some, I mean, you know, some on both sides, but but I've heard some have been have been thinking that William and Kate are trying to steal the King's limelight and they're just. And kind of how we've talked about the institution. They're not speaking to each other. And, and I even heard one person say that what Meghan and uh, Harry were doing to everyone when they were in the royal family, that's what Kate and William are doing. But um, but I think someone else brought up a good point that, you know, previously it was, it was Charles and Diana or whatever doing it with the Queen and stuff as well. I don't, it's just the younger generation and, and someone did say, I mean, imagine when George, you know, when he gets his first, you know, girlfriend or partner or 
things like that, like that's going to probably overshadow Kate and Will. So, I mean, I think it just happens, right? Yeah. I mean, hopefully we'll be still there in, how old is he? 10? 11? 11? I don't know. So seven seven years from now, when he's a (laughs) uh, legally a man, then uh, it'll be in our gossip piece. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. So I, I know there's kind of this like back and forth right now. Um, he was born in 2013, so he's 10. Oh, he's going to be 10. Oh, okay, so we've got a few more yep. years. Um, but yeah, I mean, so maybe we'll talk about that more next week. We'll, we'll see what happens if this kind of dies down. But with the big events lately, people are thinking that the whales are trying to overshadow. I don't really think that, um, but we'll probably come back to it in the future. I have a feeling. Um, but anyways, back to the Sussexes. Tough week. So, yes. So, the first one was they weren't invited Trooping of the Color um, or Trooping the Color, even though I don't think they'd come. Um, the second one was, so, Prince Harry is still going through uh, those, I don't know if you'd say struggles, but there is there there is an organization that's trying to kind of see if they can sue him or, I don't know if take away his visa is the right Term. I mean, I, I think I think they would. I think that's what they're looking for. But because of his drug use and admittance of it in the U.S. as well as outside of the U.S., they basically want to have a case against Prince Harry to revoke his visa because that, I mean, that's what they would do with other people, right, that openly said they use drugs and whatnot. So yeah, he should the, be. At least that explore his activity. Mm-hmm. So he He'd should be. He'd be under a magnifying glass, which I don't yeah. know. I'd say you don't want to draw attention to yourself, but that's exactly what what they like, like to, to do. do. I mean, they're they're drawing attention to themselves from the wrong people. If they get the government involved, those are the people that you do not want to yeah. be focused yeah. no, on you. Absolutely, um, But yes, so he obviously has those those woes there, um, and then all of his court cases. I know in the UK, uh, which which that's his own doing. So don't really feel bad about that. But the biggest news was his Spotify deal. Oh, and I need to find the quote from um, the Spotify deal. But basically, they had a deal with Spotify. I'm just trying to find the quote from the executive. Would you mind looking, Baroness? Sure. The, the quote from the executive, Bill Simmons. Um, so, yeah. So, they had a Spotify deal where Megan came out with her podcast, Archetypes, and it had 12 episodes, and it had... Um, Guests like Serena Williams on it, Trevor Noah, Mariah Carey, I believe. So some big names, but um, I don't think, so Spotify and Archwell Audio, which is the audio branch of their company, came out with like a joint statement that said they decided to, they mutually decided to split. And then I think Spotify said something around like the productivity that they kind of expected from archetypes and the content that they would have didn't meet their expectations. So it was, the deal was worth about 20 to $25 million. Not sure exactly how much they got of that because of archetypes, but they were supposed to have other series and and other um, more seasons of archetypes. So that obviously got axed, so they didn't get the full twenty to twenty-five million dollars. And then there was an actual Spotify exec that did have some um, 
harsh words, I'll say. Baron, did you find that? Yeah, yeah, I, f- I found it. I remember you telling me about this before. So um, I'll read this verbatim. Spotify executive and popular podcaster Bill Simmons of the Bill Simmons podcast doesn't sound like he's a fan of the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. Simmons discussed Prince Harry and Meghan Markle after news broke that their deal with the streaming platform had ended. Um, I wish I'd been involved in the Meghan and Harry leave Spotify negotiation. Simmons commented on his self-titled podcast um, Friday on on his self-podcasted oh, fuck's sake, on, um, on Friday he commented the fucking grifters that's the podcast we should have launched with. Uh, I have to I've got to get drunk one night and tell the story of the Zoom I had with Prince Harry to try and help him with the podcast idea. It's one of my best stories. Fuck them, the grifters. And apologies for my language. That was just because it's verbatim. Yes. Not, not actually, I don't curse. Um, yeah, so... And I didn't know what the word grifters meant until you told me. Yes. Do you remember what it means? Um, like complain or... A person who engages in petty or small-scale swindling. Um, and I don't think he's probably the first person that said this about them. Small-scale swindling. What a... I mean, it's not even large-scale swindling. I'm sure they're offended by Wait, that. Like petty yeah. seems to be... Well, yeah, what, petty. Is that what it... Yeah, yeah like so a, a person who engages in petty or small-scale swindling. Yeah. That, that, that's the definition. Um, yeah, so not looking good for them there. So I w- I w- th- something I will say is is with this, just to, to not make it so we, we're com- completely on the, the, the anti-Harry uh, and Meg H&M boat... Um, so I think with any type of commercial agreement, there are going to be certain measures and metrics. So with, with anything, if it's in sports and say this contract could reach up to um, $120 million if certain conditions are met. So I, I don't think it's it's uh, uncommon for things like this to not meet it. And one of the other pieces um, with Spotify um, is they have cut some other podcast agreements as well, which... Well- they had the layoffs as well, so so you can so speak more of that. They had 200 layoffs, um, which was uh, approximately 2% of their headcount. And then they um, cut six agreements with uh, true crime podcasts. Um, typically, they've seen that their operating expenditure had gone up around about 36% year over year. Um, and they're focusing more on the kind of the advertising um, piece mm-hmm. of growing the business. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that there's, there's a few things here. I, I think it's a it's a good story to um, be out in the media because, yeah, there there is a lot. I think that there's such. I think there's the, the main ones being his court cases, which never end. Um, he's drawn attention to potentially drug use or being under the microscope now by the U.S. government, which is just ridiculous. I don't think he'll get his visa revoked. I mean, it'd be interesting if he did. It'd be. It'd be I, w- uh-huh. I don't want that for him because he has kids. But it would be interesting to see. And he stopped doing drugs, <laughs> or, or just talking about it, um, especially considering the, the position that he's in. So, uh, and then the the other pieces uh, around obviously the Spotify agreement. I think the trooping of the the colours and stuff that's like, well, I guess you can throw it in to make it seem more. But like, I mean, there's some pretty serious stuff that, mm-hmm. and with all that kind of stress, it's not it's not a good place to be in. Yeah, and I just like to add to the Baron actually doesn't know this. I think that I think this came out sometime maybe today or yesterday, um, but some more news came out of this. And first I thought it was qu- clickbait, but more sources have, have reported this. And then even in this one, um, more people are saying that this allegation is actually factual. Um, but 
There's now a new report accusing the Duchess of Sussex of faking many of the interviews throughout the program's 12 episodes. So staffers... Wait, multi- sorry, faking what? Faking many of the interviews. So, so I'll explain more how, how, how this was, because it sounds ridiculous, right? So multiple force... So, okay. So basically... Her staff conducted the interviews for her and merely looped her audio in later where she asked the questions and interviewees' replies were clipped in, which is really bad. Um, Yeah, I don't, I, so, I, I don't even know, like, how, like, why would you even do that? It's not, it's not that, I mean, it's a podcast, right? Why Why would you fake it? And especially if you have people on like Serena Williams that you claim as one of your really close friends, wouldn't, wouldn't having a podcast and talking to her about things that are, are interesting to both of you just be like a conversation with a good friend? Like, why wouldn't you just do the interview? Um, I'm guessing she did Serena. So I guess it's not all of them, right? Um, no, I, I, I think it's a lot. So, I mean, there's an investigation now that, you know, they're reporting that they're, they're going to kind of look into it. Um, but, yeah, so some commentators feel that the ex-working royal only did this copy and paste job for the smaller names and not for huge names like right. Serena and Mariah. But we're, we're not sure. And especially after what the executive has said about it, right? It's just it's not looking good all around. Um but yeah, so, and then this, this article even says, so the program did start off strong when it premiered shortly before the passing of Queen Elizabeth, but saw a rapid decline in viewership each successive week. By the time it concluded in November of that year, it was in the 20s for weekly podcast ratings. This was something of a disaster for a project that cost the company upwards of $25 million, is tanking in the charts along with the company's originals and the inability of Spotify to see return on its investment led to some 200 employees getting the axe. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Why wouldn't she just like, really? Um, what else are you doing? Why don't you just do <laughs> your interview? Should, you uh, signed up for it. Paris you need Hilton. the money. Like, you know, this is, this is a, this is a bit ridiculous. Um, <coughs> but yeah. And then this other article says that archetypes was a shit show by any measure. It took nearly two years to get off the ground and severely under-delivered. So according to the Wall Street Journal, the couple hasn't met the productivity benchmarks required to receive the full payout from the deal. Um, so yeah, you would think with so much money on the table, like why wouldn't you put 100% in? Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, when I first saw this headlines at first, I was like, okay, it seems just, you know, clickbaity, right? Like uh, just kind of like add on to it. But there are more reputable sources now that are covering this, which kind of makes you think, is, you know, is it true? So she did She did 12 episodes in season one. So I don't know what our podcast rating is, but does that mean we should get 40 million? Because we're on episode 24. That, yeah. would be, that would be handy right about now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I had a look. So uh, some of the big names, so Serena, Mariah Carey, that was the first two one. Um she had Trevor Noah. And Mindy. Um, oh, mm-hmm. She had uh, Constance Wu, Jenny Slate, big fan of both of those. Mm-hmm. Um, Paris Hilton. Yeah. I mean, I don't think, 
none of them, I think most of them, people recognize their names, right? So they're not, they're, they're not nobodies. Um, yeah, it's just crazy to me that you do that. Have you, have you listened uh, to any of her episodes? I think I tried to listen to the first one and then I was just like, nope. It was kind of when I try and listen to Spare, even though I did get more, more further along in that book than I did her podcast. But yeah, I just couldn't. And well, I think you were saying last night, you've heard snippets, right? And and what were the reports that it was? It was, it's just um, patronizing um, speech patterns to, to the audience. Um, it, it's this kind of that work. We're all in it together, but it, it comes across as passionate. It doesn't come across as authentic. That mm-hmm. that that that's the thing. I think the authenticity is what I heard it is lacking from it. So I, you know what, I I'll, I'll listen to. There's some there's some interesting pieces in there in the the subject titles, and I'm interested to see um, how like with anything whether we watch on documentaries, especially documentaries, is do they bring both sides of the story? Like any good argument well i don't think she would but that, that's what i'm interested in and, and that's that's why um Her background but yeah interesting but yeah so 12 episodes i mean yeah. if, if you are well, maybe the baron will will give it a listen and so you said harry and megan but harry obviously i know it's part of the company he didn't appear on any did he i don't believe i mean i didn't listen to it um and i feel like i would have seen at least in the articles that that he appeared but i don't believe so the the, the, the thing with podcasts is especially I don't think she's so if you, people like Serena Williams, um, who I think is going to be a hell of a lot bit busier than yeah. Meghan Markle, and yes. in fact, a, a, a Trevor Noah, a raft of those names are going to be a lot busier yes. than Meghan Markle. I don't. It's twelve episodes now, so yes, you may have to do them fairly close each. Just in and she's not editing them. She, she wouldn't. She wouldn't do that part. She would literally only do the interview and someone so, else is probably cutting it and doing that extra piece so let's say an average let's say each one's an hour long yeah let, let, and then you know we could maybe 12 to 15 right. hours right so let, yeah so now long that, is the average and then if you're the inter- interviewer um typically you want a ratio of around about 30 percent of them talking versus mm-hmm. the interviewee at 70 yeah. so if 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 we if we really get into our maths head, that's that's three hours of talking. Yeah, well, over twelve over th- three months. And you would think so twelve to fifteen hours. Let's say let let's just top it at fifteen hours. Um, fifteen hours for and again we don't know the exact figure they would get for just this archetypes, but at least a few million, right? So a few million for fifteen hours of your time. I don't think that's bad. Just do the work. It's not yeah, that well, hard. Yeah, you, you're working on an, uh, gross. A million dollar an hour. Yeah. Not bad. Not That's bad, ridiculous. Megan. You don't really get that anywhere else. Right, right. Maybe if you're doing a concert. Yep. Yeah. So, and that that was interesting. Well, uh, yeah. Well, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I'm, I'm going to listen to it just so I can give a fair analysis and not be uh, yeah. biased on it. And I'm sure that, I'm sure there'll more, more stuff will come out this week around this, especially with this new news. Um, and we'll see if anything else comes and, and, and we can chat more about it next week but um i'll just say one last thing on it um i I actually am quite excited to see what else they do from a um i didn't look that they are trying to put themselves out there like in in all fairness to them whatever they're doing that they are trying to do a lot i I am excited to see 
where else they can go or what else. And I think it. My only uh, expectation is that they they will become increasingly desperate, desperate. and and yes. then. Well, they are trying to find a new home for archetypes. The article also said so. Who picks that up? Who knows? We'll yeah, that, that's true. There's obviously. Um, could Apple? we? Could we do? Oh. <laughs> Could could we be the production company no. for them? Oh my goodness! No, I I would not want to work with them. We'll, we'll do it. They sound extremely difficult, and we don't have twenty five million dollars to give them either. <laughs> oh no! It would be uh, like commission, and uh-huh. it would be a okay. performance. They pay us to be on here. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, but yeah, I'll be like I said. I we, we talked about this with Mike Tyndall. Uh, I'm a celebrity to get me out of here, uh-huh. uh, which is usually seen as, uh, I mean, he was a World Cup rugby winner, so it's not like he needed anything to prove. What are the chances that maybe Harry goes on Ooh. in a few years? Or they get a divorce and one of them goes on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. What a twist. I'd watch don't, that. Don't want, it, don't want them to get divorced for the kids. I'm going to put that a disclaimer. But if they did and one of them went on The Bachelor, Bachelorette, I'd, I'd watch it. Yeah. Or, or I, even Bachelor in well, Paradise. What I would do, because, you know, Megan was trying to get on the Disney shows. If I was Disney, I'd be like, okay, you go on ABC, because ABC's owned by Disney. You go on The Bachelor, and then we'll give you a small role in the next Little Mermaid or something. Little Mermaid 10. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So. A- Ariel's trip to Waterworld. There we go. Um, hey, so, um, oh, bugger. Lost my train yeah. of thought, but it was going to be a really good. Um, well, I was going to add one last thing, okay, and then cool. and then think about that, and we we can loop back to see if you remember. But so, of course, she was seen on Saturday. So I think the day after. Sorry, there's a very Mot- large vehicle outside. Um, so she, of course, was seen out um, on Saturday. So the day of trooping the color. Uh, of course, she had to do it on the day the royals had. One of the biggest events. I mean, if it wasn't for the coronation, right? It would be one of the biggest. Um, so she was seen out in L.A. near her California home making a phone call. Um, and I just thought this is interesting. So the photos from Backgrid. Um, we've talked about Backgrid previously. We talked about it about in our paparazzi episode. So this is a agency that do seem to appear... Or Megan is a lot, so there have been rumors that, you know, yeah. she works with them and, and stuff. But last time that we heard from them, Megan wanted to, uh, or Megan and Harry wanted, basically demanded for the photos they took from the car chase in New York. And that's when they basically said, F you, welcome to America message, right? So I thought that was interesting that um, they would be the ones that would be there to capture her her. Day of Trooping the Color. but um, Maybe um, we do an episode and maybe wait a little bit more time to see how things play out, but we call it grifters or, or grifting or, or, or petty prince um, yeah. and, and kind of just collate all the hearsay about things that are within that proxy of being yeah. petty. So the, the thing I remembered what it was going to be, ultimately... I know say leave us alone. Like you just want our privacy. I think the best thing for them to do would be a full blown reality show like the Kardashians. Like ultimately that's what I feel they're geared towards. Um that and that's where they'd probably make 
something, but I did. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm sure that I'd watch it. Yeah, I wonder how difficult the Kardashians to are to work with. I'm sure they're not easy either. So, no, um, yeah, but I, th- I think there's just a lot of different characters within the Kardashian. I, I, I never yeah, watched they, it. They only have those two. So and, you can switch and Megan's focus and mom. Um, obviously not the children. I would I would hope they wouldn't have the children involved no, in it. But it's really just them you'd, too. You'd be limited. Ellen, Ellen, Ellen can come, I guess, yeah. and Tyler Perry could come. Who's here that and there. PR person? The uh, what's his name? I have no clue. Uh, begins with an O or something. He um, yeah, but I mean, a lot of their employees, right? It's kind of they come and go quite quickly. Yeah. yeah so well, yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. And I. <sighs> Megan, I mean, I know, I know she's a quote-unquote actress, not that good of an actress. <laughs> Actually, I'd, I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> well, I mean, she's not an actress anymore. She hasn't been in anything, so. Okay, well, that's the end of our Royals Out and About. So, nice. on to our main topic. Yeah, so, um, as the Duchess was saying, Troop and Other Colours, I didn't really know what this was uh, un- until I researched it, and you were talking about it, but basically it's the... Uh, official celebration uh, or of the the sovereign's birthday, but it's always held in in June. Mm-hmm. So it's not that the actual sovereign is born in June. That would be just very coincidental. Mm-hmm. Um, what else? What else can you tell us that, uh, about? I mean, I have, I have history around it, but is there anything else that you want to say about what the actual event is? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess the questions would be, how did it come about, and I, there's a meaning behind the actual title, Trooping the Color. What what does the military um, regiments do with their quote-unquote colors? Because um, that's what I know of it and anything else that you think our listeners would like to know. Yeah, so it, it started um, in the 18th century. And it was for, I think it was Edward II, Okay, if I'm right. Trying to read my notes. Was uh, his birthday in the winter or something like that that he wanted to celebrate in the summer? D- do you have that? Oh, no, I'm oh, not sure. Oh, no, okay. th- no, this is what actually your ladyship said, I, I believe. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I'm not sure if that's true or not, but um, yes, that's what the Baron's mother said and told me. <laughs> okay. Um, no, I tell you what, though. I, I did, um, for me, the direction I went was a little bit different. So um, Trooping of the Colours is all the, the different regiments and arms of the uh, armed forces mm-hmm. that bring their colours. Mm-hmm. Um, and historically, the flags. And the flags were used in the 18th century uh, and prior to that um, for rallying points. So if you belong to like the Scottish uh, Highland Guard, then you'd have a flag... And then if you'd been separated in battle, mm-hmm. you could rally to that point uh, to be with uh, the, your troops. Mm-hmm. So so historically, that's what it is. So it's kind of um, showing all the, the different arms of the military uh, and they get dressed up with it. Now, um, if I've put it correctly in this notes, uh, and maybe I'm just going to have to go by memory here. Um, typically, you know, at the event, there was uh, another incident where 
military personnel were passing out because of the heat, and it was previously at the um, uh, the, the rehearsal, right, for the Troop mm-hmm. and Other Colors. They, they were passing out the heat. So just to give you an idea, so the Beef Eaters, you, you'll find the Beef Eaters at, uh, like, Tower of London, um, or Teddy Bears you can buy kind of in that um, pretty stereotypical uh, British army dress. So um, guess how much all of that attire uh, weighs? Five pounds. Yeah, not too, not too far off. It's seven pounds. Okay. So an extra seven pounds, uh, and typically the, the, there is cotton. It's made of that. Oh. Now, the most ridiculous thing is um, that it had been upgraded for the coronation. The, a lot of the mm. uniforms had all been upgraded in terms of um, they were brand new. So I don't know why they didn't make them more breathable, like in terms of material, or th- th- they could have modernized it. Because it's, I think it is common where people do uh, pass up from heat exhaustion. Um, the, do you know any idea, and this is a bit of a, a side trivia um, question, but do you know uh, why they call them beef eaters, those particular... These aren't the ones in the, the tall hats. These mm-hmm. are the ones with the kind of the, the Tower of London. So uh, not the, the guards that stand outside Buckingham Palace. But do you know why they call them beef eaters? No, they eat beef. So, um, yeah, pretty much. It is pretty much that. So in 1813, um, it was the rations for uh, a a troop, which averaged out to 21 pounds of meat, which was beef, lamb, and veal. Um, Now, I did some research on this, and it, it meant that each member had about a pound and a half of meat given to them each day. A pound and a half of red meat mm-hmm. each day. That's a lot of meat. Yeah, yeah. Because if you think about what we get from Costco, mm-hmm. so they were they were quite generous. They said rations, but eighteen thirteen living was pretty good. So that's why they're called beef eaters. Is mm. is to do with the, the rations of of meat that they get. Interesting. Um. So the the other piece in the trooping of the colors, which I've always thought about this, and we talked about Princess Anne uh, a little bit more, is um, the would you say regalia or just what the dress of the royals is mm-hmm. is very impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've actually got a, a slight issue with this, um, and I'd I'd be interested Ooh. in your um, opinion of it. So, uh, Prince Philip, um, in 2017, this is so it might have changed a little bit. Uh, he had 17 medals. Wow. Uh, which could have been a little bit more afterwards, but he had a lot of like military. Right, so he he f- he fought in World War Two, I believe, mm-hmm. and um, had a, a, a quite a what's the word uh, a reputable career in the navy. Mm-hmm. So so there's some um, respect to that, but for the other things, so if you see with Charles, um, he has two main medals. Mm-hmm. Um, that's for his honorary titles, um, or appointments for Colonel of the, the Irish Guards, Colonel of the Welsh Guards, and, and so on. And then has the Order of the Garter, uh, which is kind of the star with the uh, England Red Cross and, and, and white. So these are a lot of these are honorary titles. Now, the, there's other medals that you'll see in there, which was basically to say you were present 
at one of the Jubilees. You were present at a coronation. It's very... So the, the way that they look at them, there is um, military service. So, you know, we, we like I said, with Philip, he has had that. Uh, William and Harry both have had that. So they, they have, um, you know, Afghanistan um, and the Coast Guard. Then there's honorary appointments, which talked about, um, like, Welsh Guard, Irish Guard. Then there's... This one's a little bit ridiculous. Official visits and state functions... You get a medal. You get a medal. Everybody gets a medal. So, Charles has them for official visits to New Zealand and Australia, a medal. Um, and then there's uh, philanthropic and, and charitable uh, events um, that they might get them. Um, so, basically, anything you can think of is like participation medals. That's how I kind of view it. Also. Because when I saw... so and, and to give some context where I'm a little bit... Um, I don't think this is good form. Um, in my office, uh, in, in the house, I have uh, all the medals from uh, my grandfather and great-grandfather who respectively fought in World War One and World War Two. And there's, there's a decent amount of medals in there. And, and one of them is, um, it's, it's called, a, it's, it's a caterpillar. And the caterpillar was, um, or kind of a gold uh, caterpillar, which was for, Everybody that was shot down um, got a caterpillar, basically, because you were shot down in combat. Um, so, the, you know, really putting your life on the line, and this is where I draw the line, is like, if you've, Harry, William, done some service, sure, have a medal. But being present at a jubilee, is like, I went to my mum's 60th birthday, should I get a medal? So does that mean, so, you know, Charlotte... George and Louis were yeah. present at... Medals. Oh, nice. <laughs> so every year that you're alive, you basically... I mean, I know they have to be, I think, a little bit old. No, there's, no they're babies when, when they go. It's so basically every year you're alive. that's the same with alive. Charles. So Charles was born right when the Queen was coronating. Mm-hmm. So... Well, before. B- before, yeah, he was born before. So she would, he would have been there, yeah. So he, that's why he's got mm-hmm. the, that medal. Um, and Harry's got a, a special one. Um, he was on active duty in Afghanistan during one of the jubilees, so he has a like a, a special one with a ribbon oh. that that William doesn't have. Um, so yeah, I that's kind of where my focus had been on because I was like, why are there so many medals? Many medals, and they look like they're yeah. I mean, I guess it makes heroes. them look more yeah, look, makes them look more regal and heroic. I mean, if they didn't get one for every year, then. They only have like three. It's not for me. Legal. It, um, no, I, I it downplays the yeah, importance I of a medal. I completely get what. Yeah, you're especially in the, coming in the US, where military service is really respected and upheld. Like you, you look at, if you see, um, honestly, if I see a veteran's plate on a car, um, I'm going to be a little, well, not a little bit. I'll be a lot more uh, open to letting them in if they need to get into my lane or if they've got the purple cross uh, part of the plate, same thing, right? And I just think having this for going to somebody's party is ridiculous. We should get, we should get a medal. Does the audience get a medal when they go to the Jubilee? Like do they just the coronation? I want to see if we can actually get, uh, we were alive. We should get a medal. Yeah. Honestly, what's the Oprah line? It's like, you get a medal and you get a medal. Yeah. Yeah. 
I forgot what she was passing out, but everyone got medals because they came to the show. Yeah. All right. So, so that is um, my take on the trooping of the colours, basically. So, okay. uh, a relatively prestigious event where they commemorate the the different armed forces uh, within the, um, the kingdom, um, and then get medals. So, uh, next one, Order of the Garter. Oh no! Oh, sorry. Well, I'm I'm gonna give my. Oh okay. This and me. we're gonna talk about the current uh, trooping the color or the one that just passed. Um, but I did find out a little bit more history about it. So, um, so trooping the color is known as the King's Birthday Parade, first performed during the reign of King Charles II, so 1660 to 1685. Well, Edward, Edward, Edward comes in it, and I'll I'll tell you why. In 1748, it was decided that the parade should mark the official birthday of the sovereign. In 1760, after the accession of King George III, it became an annual event. Um, so that's when it started. But Edward VII kept trooping the color in May or June because of the v- vagaries. How, how do you spell it? Vagaries. Well, oh. ba- basically because of British weather. Um, his uh, actual birthday being in November. Well, no, I'm just interested for this word. What are the letters in the word? V-A-G-A-R-I-E-S. Vagaries. That's how I'm saying it. Vagaries? <laughs> um, yes, so it coincides with publication of the birthday honors list and usually takes place at Horse Guards Parade by St. James Park, London. So it's followed by a 41-gun salute at noon in Green Park and a fly pass over Buckingham Palace, watched by the royal family from the balcony. Um, so yeah, so since 1959, it has typically been held on Saturday, on a Saturday in June. Um, from 1979 to 2017, it was always held on the Saturday from the 11th to the 17th of June. Um, however, in 2018, it was held on the 9th of June and in 2019 on the 8th of June during 2020 and 2021, a modified ceremony took place at Windsor Castle due to COVID. Um, so yes, so... Kind of like what I said, you know, what your ladyship said, basically, yeah, right? The yeah, it's the weather. Weather. His birthday is in November, and I believe King Charles's birthday is isn't it in November as well? I don't care. <laughs> well, I am going to look it up. Yeah, it's November fourteenth, nineteen forty-eight. He'll be seventy-five this year. Um, but yeah, so that's why it is in the summertime, which makes sense. Yeah, it is. Um. So talking a little bit more about this year's. So it was held on Saturday, this last Saturday. Um, and we had, so the procession had all the senior working royals, the royal family. So we saw so a f- most of them, I guess I'd say, were on horseback. So we had King Charles, Princess Anne, Prince William, Prince Edward were all on horseback. Um, then we had Queen Camilla and Princess... Kate, or the Princess of Wales, in a carriage, and also the Duchess of Edinburgh. So they were in carriages in the procession. Um, oh, and then, yes, of course, we saw George, Louis, and Charlotte, and Louis was making wonderful, entertaining faces again. Um, so he always brings the entertainment, doesn't he? Um, and then we saw them all on the balcony as well. And the balcony image was interesting. King Charles has been talking about the slimmed-down monarchy. So it was only the senior working royals, um, and not even their families, like Sophie and Edward's kids, um, weren't part of it. And I think a lot of people expected or had hoped they'd be there. Um, and then they had other senior 
members, um, such as like the Duke and Duchess of Gloucester and, and, and things like that. Um, but yeah, usually this is the one that we see lots of royals on the balcony, right? Everyone. But I think I peaked. So there's a more like inner balcony at Buckingham Palace. And I think that's where like the rest of the royal family was. So it couldn't... Inner. Not an inner, but like... So obviously there's like the a, main like balcony. <laughs> so there's the ma- main balcony. And I think I just saw images. So you know like the entrance, it looks like into Buckingham Palace, like kind of the archway. You can see another balcony there. And there's a bunch of people. I couldn't identify it, but I was guessing that they're watching was. on the TV screen as if planes fly over. What? That they're watching on a TV no, screen. No, no, no. They're still outside. They're oh. on a balcony. Oh, it's like a just not as prominent balcony. Yeah. Yeah. You can't see it from the front, basically, I think. I thought you were just saying that they're inside, like an indoor balcony that serves no purpose. No. No, um, I, I need to see if I can see this. <laughs> no, but, and it I know a, like lo- a, a lot of people, theory. I think, were a bit, um, they didn't like it, to be honest. Um, and I can see why, like, just letting them on it, but I guess it's slimmed down monarchy. Um, so I'm going to try and look this up, because I did see it, and you can, we'll probably see it later on as well. But, okay, so this is an image. So you see, like, this arc? So you can't see it in this one, but there's like another balcony right underneath there. Um, okay, so the way that you're describing this is if you, if what the Duchess is talking about or, or what she believes I is <laughs> true is if you had this balcony at 30 feet up where the, the working rolls out, there might be another balcony 15 feet below it, right? No, and behind. So it's like... Oh, it's so you you have to, you know, when you drive into Buckingham Bal- Palace, right? Not really. You go under this arch, and I think there's a little, like, well, we've seen it in the crown, because the oh. crown is fact. all fact. But, you know, they go into, like, this little courtyard, and I think that's where that other balcony is, in that courtyard. What's the vantage point going to be like? I have no idea. I just saw it, and other people were talking about it as well. I'm not going crazy. Okay. Real so reason... Behind awkward gap. Oh, no. That's something else that this article is talking about. Um, but yes, anyways. But I'll show. So there is an awkward gap, though, in the balcony photo. So you can see here, like, the senior royal members. Um, but then there is a gap. And then to the right. Let me look at this. 2023. Sorry. I'm just trying to show the. Uh, Mind the gap. The bear in the photos here. Um what are you looking for? Do you know uh, who the gap was in between? So it's Sophie and... Edward? No, no, Sophie and Edward are all close together. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll have to come back to this because all the photos are not showing the people on the other side of the gap. <laughs> no, so on the other side, it was like the Duke and Duchess of Gloucester and and... Not part of, so not the Queen Elizabeth's children, not the senior working members Mm. from her specific family line, right? So it would be her cousins and whatnot. So Duke and Duchess of Gloucester, um, Kent, I know I should know all of these. I'm not as um, familiar with them, (laughs) but yes, you should know You know, it's interesting. So Kent and Gloucester, those are the two weddings that we're going to in November. Oh, look at that. No. The, the Duke. 
Yes, obviously. Locality. So let me find this. Sorry. So shall I? Um, or did you have much more on? Yes, uh, I oh, did. Oh. I was going to talk about the fashion as well. Okay. Um, well, maybe we'll we'll skip Royal Ascot and do a review next. Yeah. Next week, because I'm just looking at the time here. Yeah, we can do that. So let's see. Let's. Um, oh my goodness. Okay, Baron. Can you? <laughs> would you like to look at this while I kind of go over the fashion? So, am I still looking it's for the this bloody hidden archway? No, no, it's the balcony appearance, but not just of everyone in Queen Elizabeth's family line. Okay, all right. Like well. her relatives, like not just her children, grandchildren, etc. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'll talk about what everyone was wearing now. Uh, while he's looking at that, and we'll loop back. So we had the Princess of Wales wore green as a note to her role as Colonel of the Irish Guards, and a color of the Welsh flag. The dress was by Andrew Jin. I don't know if I'm saying that last name right, but a fashion designer from Singapore, and her hat was designed by Philip Tracy. Tracy. Um, so again, Making that link, so the designer was from Singapore, and as we know, Earthshot Prize later this year is in Singapore, so mm. there is that connection there, and then very intentional with the color that she wore um, as a node for to the Irish guards, guards and the Welsh flag. Um, so very intentional there. She had little, like, was it sapphire? Well, <coughs> um, and then they also, everyone was making... Uh, comparisons of her and princess diana as well because princess diana did wear green to at least one of the trooping of the trooping the colors um but here i don't know one person did point out which i thought it was a very good observation she does stand out like you would think the king would stand out but she's the only one yeah. in green well but she because of the irish she's colonel of the irish right. guard right yeah yeah well she's colonel of the irish guards yes it, yeah, no, I mean, look, just looking at the balcony, and this is, uh, you, um, you've got posts on the um, uh, Instagram account, right? So mm-hmm. it said the smallest balcony in recent history, I think, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Yeah. Here. Oh, yeah, here, th- this seven. is a good one. So there's more than that. Story continues. Okay, so here we can see on uh, the right I side. See, see you see that gap? We found the photo. Even though it's blurry. Oh, oh, and you see the inner balcony in this well, that, that's one. That's what as I was well. talking about. I was talking oh. about the inner balcony. Um, it's like bloody Da Vinci code on this. <laughs> um, but you see what I mean? I I think that's stuff. Well, I'd say it's stuff, but then there's a few fascinators and. Yeah, I can't tell who it is. I was thinking it was other like royal members of the family that weren't senior. Okay, so so just so we can talk about what we're hearing, you've got the main gates at Buckingham Palace. With um, the arch, and yes. um, then you've got the balcony above the arch. In the background, um, like in the courtyard, there is a inner <laughs> balcony or a secondary balcony. Doesn't look that safe, um, and it has approximately six individuals there. Now, I, I, I don't. They're looking at the other side of the courtyard, so they might be able to see some of the public, but they're definitely not seeing um, the staff. Uh, and I'm guessing this this gap that you're talking of in this particular picture is is the column length between. Is this Andrew? No. Who is that? Uh, it's blurry, but I know it's not Andrew. 
Okay, so you've got Anne and her husband on the left. So I'll just talk through who's on the balcony. You've got Anne and her husband on the left, closely followed by William's crew, and then uh, Charles and Camilla, flanked by Edward and Sophie. And then there's a, a big column, which I'd say approximately five feet, five feet distance between Sophie and uh, some randomers that have jumped through the window um, and they are promoting their activists. They're not randomers. I do think, would one be the Duke and Duchess of Gloucester? I know I've been just saying that. I don't know who these are. No, but it's it's Queen Elizabeth's, like, cousins. Ah, okay. That are still senior members of the working family. I mean, they were part of... Well, one of them's got a shitload of medals. But they were... (laughs) They were part of the coronation as well. So I well. know he's been to a couple of jubilees. They were part of the coronation yeah, photos I know as mean. well. Yeah, they were, yeah. Um, and now I want to find out the names because we should know this. I know our so focus isn't as much on them, but it should be because they do a lot of work as well. It's interesting, yeah. You, you'd probably want them to tighten that gap up. Um, yes. Okay, Here, here we go. No. Or, or maybe it's to... Um, spread out the width. So if you look on the left-hand side of the picture, um, and again, I, I know this is a podcast, so it's hard. you have Prince Anne's husband, we, he, and he's about six feet from the edge. On the other side, they're, they're a similar kind of three, four feet from the edge. So it, they're trying to, they've just positioned it wrong. So it just looks a little lopsided, and it looks like, mm, we don't really want to be associated with these uh, three fine individuals. All right, okay. Let, let's come back to this because I, I I feel we're going off on a tangent. I think we've solved the mystery. Yes, well, I'm I'm trying to get the names now here because it's going... Well, I, I can tell you who's on there because it's probably in this okay. uh, article right here. Let me know. Um, uh, Meghan Markle, Prince and... Oh, no, sorry. They, they're non-working members. Um, no, it doesn't say. It doesn't say. Okay, well, come on, let's move on. Uh, maybe it's... You can yeah, it's the Duke and Duchess of uh, Gloucester. Gloucester and... Yeah. So the Duke of Kent and Earl of St. Andrews took part in the parade by car. So who else is there? Well, this this one? is it. This is them, though, because that's what they're, they're basically saying. Um, all right, let's move on. Okay, now, well, I'm going to talk about everyone else's fashion choices. Um, but we can quickly run through this. Um, let's see. Okay, so King Charles wore a traditional military uniform that had a special nod to Queen Elizabeth II, her cipher. Um, King Charles and Prince William wore traditional Welsh guards uniforms and medals paired with black bearskin hats. Princess Anne wore a ceremonial uniform of the blues and royals as she is colonel of the regiment, like we talked about previously. And then Queen Camilla wore a red silk coat dress by Fiona Clare, inspired by the uniform of the Grenadier Guards, the Household Division Regiment, for which she is the honorary colonel. The Queen topped the look with a black Philip... She gets a medal for that. Yeah. Black Philip Tracy hat, nodding to the Grenadier Guards' classic bearskin hats with feather plume. That feather plume, that's what uh, Princess Anne was wearing at the coronation. Bane of Harry's existence, feather plumes. Yep. And then the Duchess of Edinburgh wore a Beulah dress and Jane Taylor hat. 
And that is the end of the fashion. Okay, all right. Well, we got through it. Um, so that's uh, Trooping of the Colors. So the next piece is Order of the Garter. So, so tell me, did this happen at the same time? or? or Order of the Garter happened yesterday on Monday. Okay, so Order of the Garter is recognizing, um, I believe it's 24 um, members, knights and ladies of the Order, basically, that um, do great public service. And I think that the line for Order of the Garter is, shame on him uh, and to think evil on it. Oh, sorry, shame on him who think evil on it. As in, like, this is, I, I think my understanding is that if it's a great public service to the, to the kingdom, then shame on those that don't think it's a good service to the kingdom. Um, Sorry. And that was in 1348 from King Edward III when it started was the Order of the Garter. So, yeah, 900 years ago. No, seven. 700 years ago nearly. So it's been going for a long time. So 24 knights and ladies of the order. Um, and spoke a little bit about it. You have the the blue, light blue garter that's given. And a garter is um, worn around the leg. Mm-hmm. So they all do wear the garter around the leg. Additionally, they have um, a multi-pronged star, um, which you'll see in some of the visuals, um, metallic in nature. Um, I'd probably say it's a five by five diameter. Yes, yes, Duchess. I'm sorry to interrupt really quick. We're going back, back to, to the, the bloody ch- balcony, aren't we? Yes. So it was Prince Edward, Duke of Kent, Prince Richard, Duke of Gloucester, and Bridget. I hope I'm saying that Bridget? right. Bridget. Bridget. How, how is it spelled? B i r g i t t e. Yeah, Bridget. Bridget, Duchess of Gloucester. So I got. Okay, solved, Malone. Yep. And Duke of Kent. Sorry. Okay. What was I talking about? The Order of the Garter. Yeah. So anyway, uh, outstanding individuals and, and loyalty to the realm. So yeah, it's they, they wear this big-ass star with a, um, a red cross on a white background. Um, and I've put something on here. Um, it, the actual... When you look at th- what they wear, so if you search for Order of the Garter, they look like scholars from... Uh, Hogwarts or or something like from Three Musketeers. It is a very archaic kind of dress sense. It's that very have. grand. Yeah, it's grand. Um, but yeah, 700 years. And traditional. Years. Yeah. Um, not, I don't have much else on it. It's just recognizing service, like getting knighted. So, so what are these? Like how do people get these different orders or medals? <laughs> I think the the nominated and then then given them. So for what's each the year. order of the thistle that Queen Camilla just received? Um, no idea, <laughs> no idea whatsoever. This is some of the stuff we were supposed to go over. Hey, I feel like <laughs> I am uh, doing a test <laughs> and I am failing. Whilst people are listening, I I chose what I wanted to talk about. Okay, medals um. and. Yeah, well, what uh, uh, blue garters? Do you know some of the the famous um, members? No, do you know some of the? I don't know if you call it medals, but um, the 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 levels or appointments that some of the royal family members have gotten. No. Okay. To you, 
No. Oh, I, <laughs> I felt you would. You. I was wanting to know more about it. Well, may, well, maybe there's something we'll come back to next week. There's 24 of them per year, so it, I I took it as there's like a generic order of the garter, but yeah, yeah, clearly there's there's more to it. Well, maybe next week we'll we'll do maybe one one for each like senior senior working royal, and we can see the highest honor that they have. Yeah, we we can position that for next week. Yeah, and and the, they wear a blue sash. I forgot to mention as well with it that the sash kind of goes along. With yeah, the yeah. So they wear like grand velvet robes, right? Glistening insignia and plumed hats. So they have a procession. Yeah, I've never been a fan of the plume. So they hats. have a procession to St George's Chapel at Windsor Castle, and then they have a service in there, which I know is a church service. So, so that part isn't televised, and you all can only be invited. Um, to that part, I think it's very um, prestigious. Yeah, obviously prestigious, but also very um, not secretive, but special. Um, because yeah, that part isn't televised. So what we see is everyone going to the chapel, and then the the procession leaves as well. Um, but from my understanding, you can sign up. Kind of, I don't know if you'd call it a raffle. But um, anyone can, I believe. You don't have to be just in the UK ah. to be able to attend to at least see the procession. I wonder if Harry put his ticket in. Yeah, I don't think he was invited. He's like, to aha, that it's really me. I wonder what Harold. Ha- I wonder what highest honor he has. He's ordered with the belt, wasn't he? I don't know. I don't know. Well, we did not do our research on this. I'm glad you said we. Thank you for that. Um, no, we'll, we'll look back on this next week, and then we'll talk about Royal Ascot as well. Um, but I can talk about just at least the event from Monday. Um, so we saw Kate and Sophie again. Um, so they're not, they don't have, I don't think, any honors, at least for or any orders. I don't know what we're supposed mm. to call this, um, which I know... I've seen a lot of people kind of question like when will when will Kate get one um because you know Queen we know as mm-hmm. we know Queen Camilla and Princess Anne there in the procession they have some honors there um but when will Kate and Sophie get one because they were on the I'm not going to say sidelines but they were watching the procession and stuff right and um the Princess of Wales was wearing a dress by Alessandra Rich and a hat by Philip Treacy it was like a polka dot black and white I'm going to be honest, not my favorite look. I feel like she's done polka dots a lot. Um, and she almost has like an identical polka dot dress. I'll show I'll show the Baron here. Um, I think she's had way better Order of the Garter looks. Um, so not my favorite, but I mean, she still looked great. Her hair looked beautiful per usual. But there is one thing I want to say. So someone pointed out, I think it was on Instagram, how with the hat, it kind of has like a Cruella DeVille look. And and one of the photos particularly, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, I cannot unsee that. Um, so that yeah. is not good. Um, with the Dalmatian spots because it's polka yeah. dot, right? Yeah, I mean, I know she likes polka dots. And of course, people had to draw this back to Princess Diana. And Dalmatian's Diana. furs. <laughs> but people had to bring this back to Princess Diana's like polka dots and stuff as well. Um but the Duchess of Edinburgh was wearing an Amelia Wixted dress, Jane Taylor hat, and Emmy London shoes. So I thought the Duchess of Edinburgh looked really, really good. I like, you know, the flower, the floral print, and the pink. thought it suited very nicely. Someone did say, which I can also not unsee this, her hat kind of looked like a sea creature. 
Yeah, it does. It looks like a, a crustacean. Yes. Um, yeah, and then in the procession, we saw the queen and king. We saw Prince Philip, Prince Edward, Princess Anne, um, which I think those are the ones that we'll probably be seeing more in these types of events, right? Um, Need yeah. more working royals. Well, King Charles wants to slim down monarchy. Not going to see Harry there anytime soon. Um, but yes, so... I think anything else, Dad? Yeah, last thing. Do, do you mind doing a, a post and a poll? I'd be interested in this on the medals. Um, and you probably put it nicer than I will, but do you agree with the Baron that they are BS? Silly. <laughs> no, BS. Does it, okay, I'll say this formally. Does it um, downgrade what the, a, a true medal is for somebody that's. Yeah. Okay, I will let you take that on. I am not good with this stuff because that <laughs> is your domain, um, okay. church and state and, and so on. Well, if anyone would like to also DM us your answer to that question, mm-hmm. feel free to. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's wrap up for this week. Next week, we are going to revisit the Order of the Garter and come back with more fun facts. I think and, I covered it really and well. And how it relates to the current royals and maybe some of the honors that they have. I think that'd be really interesting to dive into and then we'll also do a, a roundup of royal ascot so it started today it's until saturday i believe um and then we can go into a little bit of history about that as well and Ro- that'll be yeah. on top you said royal ascot yes yeah and i think like a future episode um will be on grifters or pettiness did you ever play tom top trumps as a kid no do you remember it was like a card game basically if you had cars uh horses, I don't know, anything, and basically would have a, a, some stats. I think we might have to do a top trumps on the grifters. So basically acts of pettiness, and we say, right, I will play this act of pettiness. Does yours trump it or not? Mm. Yeah, there we go. Too much fun. All right, okay, um, everybody have a great week, and we will see you, hear you next What? 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 <laughs> yes, Duchess. <laughs> I got slapped on the hand. Oh, no. Um, now everyone have a great week and if you enjoyed listening to this podcast feel free to give us five stars and give us a dm um, about your thoughts we'd love to share them at the beginning of our podcast episodes and follow us on dutch and baron for instagram posts thank you always selling and always promoting